welcome back everyone to another episode of the Short Sleeve Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Shortsleeve. And today we're actually going to have a little bit of a different type of episode. So each week I start off telling you about a certain place that I've traveled to. Normally I end with a ridiculous story about my time when I was traveling to that place. And then in between I'll highlight the must-see places that you can't miss, how to explore the iconic landmarks like a local, and just generally how to travel to that place and get around and do it while on a budget. For this episode, I want to let you know where I'm at today. So I grew up in the Boston area, and when I was young, we moved around a lot. And I think that the way that I grew up really shaped who I am today, which is why I want to tell you about it. So when I was young, I grew up in six different houses in different towns and going to different schools. I was always the new girl, and I loved that. I liked that I could reinvent myself. I liked that I could meet new people, become friends with people, but then move on and I was on to a next new exciting chapter. I remember making friends in each town and then having to leave. And most people thought that I was so sad about this, but I was actually okay leaving the old friends behind, a terrible habit that I've obviously kicked and left in the past, but I was always excited for the adventure. My parents framed every time we moved as something really exciting and a great opportunity. And to me, it never seemed like a bad thing. My first introduction to travel, aside from moving between houses, was in high school. I met this girl who had done a three-week community service project in Africa through a group called Rustic Pathways, and I was so intrigued. I had never heard about anyone going to Africa or any other part of the world. I hadn't studied it, and it was completely new to me but it was so cool to hear what she had done there and how she was actually immersed in the culture and the community. So I looked up Rustic Pathways and I saw that they did excursions all over the world, but it's extremely expensive and my parents were never going to pay for that. So instead, I just decided to get their catalog. I had never left the country before and so I could flip through this catalog and look at all the places that I could go to and it was my favorite book that I would read every night. My parents saw how obsessed I was with this Rustic Pathways program and they're so supportive and so they said if you get a job and if you make enough money to cover half, we will meet you where you're at and we'll provide you with the other half. I needed to figure out a way to raise the money in order to go on this trip and so I decided to start a business. I was sewing purses out of different jeans that my friends and our neighbors would give to us, just raggedy old jeans that they weren't using anymore. And I sewed purses out of these. They were very arts and crafts looking, but I brought them down to a few stores in town and I sold them there. And I sent them to a few stores that I reached out to online and they sold the purses as well. And through that, I was able to raise enough money to go on this trip. I wanted to find the trip that brought me the farthest away from home. I wanted to go to the other side of the world and see what it was like over there. No one in my family had ever been to the other side of the world and I was interested and just needed to go. My dad was not thrilled about this because he was hoping I would choose a service project maybe in the Caribbean or within the US or just on the other side of the nation. But of course I had to choose the one that was farthest away. And so I boarded my flight all alone and flew to LAX where I would meet my group. And there I met 18 other high school kids who all had a passion for travel and came from different parts of the world. This was how I got hooked. These kids told me about some of the places that they've traveled to, where they're from, and they invited me to go visit them where they're from. Some of the kids were from the US, but most were from Europe and Asia. 
This trip opened up my eyes to all the other places in the world that I can go. And I noticed that every time I travel and cross something off my bucket list, while I'm traveling, I also learn about all these other new places that I want to go that I wouldn't have learned about had I not been to that first place. This began my never ending bucket list. A few years later, Instagram came out and I started to follow all of the Instagram influencer travel girls. And then I actually was lucky enough to meet some of these girls when I went to Bali a few years later. So I met a girl, her name is Hailsa, H-A-Y-L-S-A. -S -S I met her and her boyfriend, Kyle, and they were incredible. They were so sweet. I sat and had dinner with them. My ex-boyfriend was with me and she told me all of her tips and tricks and kind of warned me about the industry but I was blown away because she's been to maybe a hundred countries. She's been everywhere, she's seen everything. She's like my idol. And she's friends with a girl named, I think it's Lauren Bullen, Gypsy Lust. If you know who that is, she was one of the first travel influencers who made it really big. And her sister, Ellie, who lives in Australia. I followed these girls since I was in high school. When it came time to apply for colleges, I wanted to go to an international school because my high school in Boston was made up of kids that are just from Massachusetts and just from the surrounding towns and I found that uninspiring and so I wanted to go to a college that had people from all over the world and so I ended up at Georgetown University in DC, a major melting pot. While I was there I studied psychology and entrepreneurship and met people who had been all over the world and I was able to travel with them. I loved studying psychology because I loved learning about how people think, why we operate the way we do, and what shapes us. I thought that this was a better degree than econ to go into finance with. So I studied psychology and then I went on to work in wealth management in Boston. So I was working in Boston, had a boyfriend at the time who I'd been dating for six years, very serious about him. And the best thing that ever happened to me is that we broke up. His mom and his sister made my life absolutely miserable. They never supported our relationship. One time they even had me sit in the basement while they had a family dinner. I loved him so much that I just was willing to put up with this absurd treatment. But once we broke up, I realized there's a world outside of Boston that I was interested in that he was less interested in. I decided to transfer with my current wealth management company from the Boston office to the Singapore team. I wanted to go live in Asia. That would be a perfect jumping off point for me to travel from. As luck would have it, my flight was ready to take off on March 2nd, 2020, which of course was perfect timing for the world to shut down. And rather than getting on my flight and starting my new life in Singapore, I was locked down in my house in Boston. Realizing that international travel was not going to be coming back for a while, and because I was working remotely, my sister and I moved out to Colorado. And then I went on and moved to LA. It was in LA that I met some incredible people I felt as though my career wasn't progressing in wealth management. I had been working there for four years, and it was time for me to apply to business school. And so my number one choice was Columbia Business School because I knew that it was the most international business school within the U.S. It's 60% international. And dissimilar to Georgetown, when they say international, these students are actually moving from their home countries to live in New York City for the duration of this program. And I knew that those were the types of people that I'm most energized by and wanted to be around. While in school, I was, of course, swept up the way everyone is. We all wanted to get the highest paying and the most attractive job, which was in private equity. I thought, let me just go do that because everyone else seems to want to do it. There must be a lot of value. So I worked in private equity during school. I worked in private equity after school. And 
I was faced during this time with a lot of moral and ethical value situations and questions that a lot of people do face when working in private equity and finance. And I was not happy. I felt like my, my soul was being crushed. My family is better at noticing when I'm struggling sometimes than I'm able to notice it myself. And they said, hey, it looks like you're really not in a good place. You're not happy in this job. It's not a good situation. I looked in the mirror and realized I'm making so much money here in a job that so many people want, but I'm really unhappy. And this is not going to be sustainable over the long term because our careers are a marathon. It's not a sprint. And I was going to be burnt out. My grandfather has always said, you need to follow your passions and do what you really want to do because the authenticity will come through and the money will follow. And that leads me to where I am today. So I've decided to stop working at this private equity shop. And as I'm sitting here in the beginning of August, looking out for the rest of the fall, I realize that I want to rent my apartment in New York City. And last night I got a call from one of my Columbia Business School classmates who wants to rent my apartment for the fall. And my goal is to be able to host this podcast on a larger platform and inspire young people, especially young women, to get out there, travel often, travel ruggedly, travel independently. Because the two names that come to mind for me and anyone else when you talk about travel experts, it's Anthony Bourdain and Rick Steves. And they're just older men and they're both great, but there needs to be some young new life. I'm a travel expert. I've been to 40 countries. I've seen it. I've done it. I've gone the budget, super rugged, rough route where I'm hitchhiking. And then I've also done this the luxury way. I've had some incredible, crazy experiences that I'd love to talk about that I've done cheaply. So how to get on a yacht with 50 of your friends and do it very cheaply, just a little bit over a grand for a week island hopping in Croatia. I've accumulated all of these travel tips and tricks and I want to share that with you. So please follow along. I would love if you'd subscribe. You can find me wherever you get your podcast. Check out my TikTok called Cat Shortsleeve. Check me out on Instagram, Cat Shortsleeve, K-A-T Shortsleeve. And I appreciate you being here. So thank you very much and buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride.